0: So what does that mean? Fear as a force? Because I think most of the work that I see among myself and the other women is, you know, fear. I don't even know how to use fear as a force. How do you do that? I'm JJ DeGeronimo, and I select each episode with you in mind, a working woman that wants to have more influence and impact than they have today. With insight and research, you can gain momentum, knowledge, and even tools to help you leap in the direction you desire. With each episode, you can visit the show notes where I include additional links, worksheets, and questions for podcast clubs. Let's get started. Donna and I met a few weeks ago through, I would say, a serendipitous intersection and her story was fascinating. One of the things that really got my attention, and we were talking about a business community and a presentation and conversation we were having amongst business leaders. But one of the things you talked about is being a nomad. And I was like, wait, what? I would love to dive into the whole story, but there's so many things you want to talk about. So when you think about it, I think about women that have to have. Everything figured out before they step forward, you know. Every T crossed, every I dotted. But when you said you were a nomad, that like throws all of that out the window. What did you learn from that, and how did that shape where you are right now? Well, okay, that's a big question. Let me see if I can spare <laughs> sp- it down
1: a bit. I mean, I think the first thing that happens when you have everything that would normally define you, you know, your identity, your sense of security. You know who you are in the world. When that disappears, you're left with you and your essence. So mm-hmm. there's a beauty in, in in removing the external and and discovering. You know who are you without all of these props? And, and because it, it just allows you to connect with who you are and what you really want from life. And 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 so there's that there's that layer of it. <laughs> Naturally, the other thing it does is, you know, slams you against the wall with all your fears so you kind of hit that multiple times and when you do that you kind of realize all right i can use this this fear you know emotion of fear is a powerful force i'd work with in my facilitation and and in fairly high conflict and very complex situations so you know it's a it's a force and and what do we do with it do we use it to you know reach for higher goals or do we use it to take ourselves out and, and you have to make that as a conscious choice because otherwise your body's biology will just look after the decision for you and take you down the path of, un, you know, mental illness. But, but if you actually decide to use fear as a force um, for, for helping you, you know, for, for fuel, you're, you're going to be able to handle the unknown, the uncertainty and the
0: unpredictable uh, with ease. So what does that mean? Fear as a force? Because I think most of the work that I see among myself and the other women is, you know, fear. I don't even know how to use fear as a force. How do you do that?
1: Well, I mean, what I have ended up doing is seeing everything as energy. And when you bring it down to energy, like that level, it's like, it's like currents of, of, of energy. So which way is it going? And, and that's the next question. You know, if you're sitting there, what, where, where is this going? And, and so when it's a force to support you, it helps you go somewhere you, you would like to go. I mean, it's not to move away from something because that's not visionary in the slightest. And I think most people listening to this program would know that. Um, you're you're actually saying to yourself, I want to achieve something big. Yeah, it scares me, but that's okay. That's That's a fine thing. Um, there's a, there's an element of acceptance that goes with that. And what that means is you can get your biology working for you at the same time, a whole lot easier because all of a sudden you're not trapped in that, 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 uh, you know, mess of, of, of flight, you know, fight or flight the usual. Yeah. The usual thing you're actually working with flow. You're shifting it into a flow state. Oh, I love
0: that. I love that. And, and you know, I don't know if you, women have to be a nomad to figure this out, but I think if you lose your job, you shift to a new job, you decide to stay home after years of working, you decide to go back, whatever it is, however you transition, um, you often realize that a lot of our identity is set up external to us what is our title how much do I make what do i do so like how long did it take you to you know you nomad for those you were just you were moving i know you said you were house sitting but you want to talk a little bit about your nomad experience
1: well yeah sure well first of all the writing was on the wall and i f- refused to see it um you know i th- my business went down in 08 when just about everybody else's went down and, and, you know, at the end of the one month, I found myself in my car, <laughs> just with the, the thing packed with stuff, thinking, well, now what, you know, and, and I'd lost all my equity in, in the in the sale. So you've got maybe a 1000 bucks, and you've got to figure out how you're what's going to happen next. And I for, you know, fortunately found a place where I could stay. So I got that far. And, and you sort of it, 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 in the place where I was in was, you know, it's dark, it's, it's raining, it's really small, and it just feeds depression. And I just thought, oh, man, I've been there. And that's a dark hole. It's a very not, not a pleasant place to be. So I decided, and you can feel the energy spiral. It's, you know, the way I see depression and and all of those emotions at the, at the crux is you can spiral down into it. um, Or you can catch yourself spiraling down into go, oh no, you don't. (laughs) Let's yeah. not go that way with my heart energy. Let's go something bigger. So it's it's a very dynamic um, process of observing what your focus is on at the heart level and, and just what's the, how is the surrounding that you're in, the context you're in, shaping how you feel about things. And mm-hmm. if you can sort of recognize that, then you can also, you have complete control over how you respond. And that's always the case. Uh, you always have control over how you respond, but it, it's it's just understanding. You know what are the cues and signals I use, so I I actually have a pretty decent reading of of, of what my my context is and how I can work with it more effectively.
0: So you that have to be, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think just being so present to be aware of where you are in the process of energy. It sounds like, yeah. Although
1: it sounds better now than it probably felt at the time. <laughs> at the yeah. time, it's kind of like all messy. But you know, when you come out of it, you realize, oh okay, that's what was going on because, you know, my sort of track on this is to be in the experience, but then also observe the experience. And when you can observe your experience, then you can actually see, ah, oh, you know, this is what's happening. You get you get a nice different, you get a different perspective going on with it. So, yeah, so that's how it all started. And um and then you just start, you know, my focus then shifted to looking at each thing with gratitude and appreciation, each moment. So we had a hundred dolphins come by the property that I was staying in. And, and I mean, there's nothing more exhilarating than seeing a huge massive pod of dolphins just, you know, coming down the channel, you're just sitting there in awe. And so that was an unbelievable gift. Wow. I need to remember to shift my perspective. Completely, and stop whining, and stop focusing on the lack, but focus on the the richness of what is, and whatever that is. And so that was the that was the shifting perspective confirmation. I mean, this is something I'd done all along as a um, as a single parent, and in my role in facilitation, was constantly shifting, you know, points of view, so I could see how people were coming together or not coming together. But to apply it to yourself in your own head, a few from your head, this was kind of like, oh, why didn't I think of that? So it was just once that happens, uh, all of a sudden, it doesn't matter what life throws at you, you realize it's all a matter of how you look at it.
0: Mm. That is so beautiful. And I think it really takes some people to hit rock bottom, other people to shift their environment, some people to get let go and some people do it and some don't. So for somebody who's going into maybe this time of year and feeling high anxiety, they're in the depression swirl. How do they shift themselves to some level of observation? Do you think? Oh gosh.
1: Uh, There's a bunch of techniques. I Mm -hmm. mean, the ones I used to use years ago, uh, was was just to look at it through the eyes of of animals. So you know a mouse is looking for details, but you need the eagle to see where you're going. And so it's it's that shift in 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 altitude, if you will. I mean mm-hmm. that's one, the one way of doing it. The other way of doing it is to is to look at at it through an appreciative view versus a um, fearful view. And and I think what we're really talking about here. Is using these uncertain times and uncertain moments to restore trust in oneself. Mm-hmm. I think the whole need to kind of have control over the environment, to have control over, over other people, have control over what happens next, control over the future is, is um unfortunate because we are designing the moment as we go. It's a very co-creative process. And to, to pretend we have control over that would just deny the, the the emergence, you know, of what could come out that's way, way better. So I think, I think it's just to sit back, you know, in mm-hmm. trust, but in also in trusting yourself. It's not just trusting, like placing trust in the outside, but it's trusting that you're capable of handling anything that shows up, you're strong, you are able to reach above where you are now and go for it. Um, and your little sign at the back, you got this. Bang on. <laughs> yeah, totally. It uh, doesn't mean you won't run into a few walls, but it does mean that when you run into them, you know how to get, you know back up and keep going. I, I have to say I'm a horse rider, so <laughs> I fall off a lot. and and you one thing you learn is to get back up and keep going. So it's very much around that perseverance. you know, the anchor is is very much is very strong in in keeping a complete focus on where you want to be with yourself and and then work with that.
0: I love that. And I think really this is the essence of why I pulled this together because I've been on the same journey from Ohio of all places, but really working from the inside out and it took me a long time to like myself and I'm still I'm still a work in progress, but I feel like it's given me, I started in 2016, really diving into mindfulness and meditation with John Kabat-Zinn's work. And it took me a long time to separate my thoughts from my body and recognize that that is just a piece of who I am and not all of who I am. And I love the visual of the mouse and the eagle, as you have to be the mouse and the eagle. Yeah. Yep. And if you
1: can't be the mouse and the eagle, then... Hang out with the eagle or, or hang out with the mouse. You know, I mean, that's the beauty of diversity. That is why diversity is so critical in complex situations. We need to be able to see all of the perspectives and be with those perspectives just so we can see the whole picture. I mean, that's, that's a huge part of it.
0: Yeah, it's really amazing. And I think for many, by bringing women together to really work from the inside out, because we're taught from such an early age that our definition of ourselves is external. And unless you go on some type of personal journey or you're forced into a journey uh, to dive inward, you know, you kind of live on the peripheral for a, a large part of your life. Yeah, no,
1: that's extremely true. And it's funny because going back to when this whole dive took place, you know, I'd sort of, my daughter was just about out of high school and, and I, I sort of thought, okay, she's, she's okay. I need to up my game in terms of the leadership role I'm playing. And, and then I lost everything. So it's like, that's the forced part of the journey where you go. And yet I set the intention. I mean, you know, I set myself up. I knew that at the time I thought, oh, I just, you know, I don't know what's going to happen if I say this, but I'm going to, so you say it and then you go, oh, that's what happened. Okay. So, you know, you find yourself on this journey, whether you wouldn't, you probably never sign up for it ever, but there you are nine years later being on the road and you're going to kind of go, okay, I think I got this now. What's next? Um, And, you know, I would have said, I think I've got this before, like two years in to the journey, but then you go, well, okay, I'm, I'm just saying that because I really want it to be over. (laughs) And I, you know, clearly I hadn't been pushed far enough. So, so that's the, that's the beautiful, you know, the, the part of it that, you know, there's this whole resistance to the experience combined with the acceptance that this is the experience, you know, and the more we can live in the present and just be with the moment, the better chance we have of making a really solid clear choice on you know that benefits everyone, you know but but really is true to being you
0: at the core. Yeah, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Because I hear so many people say, well, when I can do this or after this, I'm really going to do this. And, you know, even people very close to me. And I love the idea that you are in the experience. This is the experience you're supposed to be in. And I know Oprah has said this too, where she said, you know, I want to learn my biggest lessons or something similar to you. Like I want to up my game. And then you end up like in the mud puddle and you're like, well, that's not what I had in mind. (laughs) No, no,
1: no. But but there it is.
0: Yes. Yeah. So what I'm taking away so far is you have to observe where you're at. And then if you find yourself kind of swirling, or you've already swirled, finding ways to be creative, whatever that is for you, but then having gratitude for the smallest things, you know, if that's where you need to start. Yep. Small steps do it. Uh, so I was listening to Deepak Chopra the other day and he was talking about, you know, having peace, just being by yourself. And you talk a lot about, you know, what does calm mean to you? So when you, when we are talking to people, I mean, the word calm, I think you think about being in a, in a situation where you have to mind your manners and mind your thoughts and comments, but I don't think that's what you're talking about.
1: No, I'm not. You're right. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, It's peace in the heart, essentially. I mean, you've got to, Quiet the chatter because <laughs> that that just that just uh, obliterates any any kind of messaging you know that you're getting from your environment or if you're, from your deeper source. Mm-hmm. Um, the the calm then is just is it's just to be at peace with what shows up and to not you know do do your best not to fight it, but it's just to recognize that that what you have in the moment is what you're working with. So instead of putting a lot of energy into resisting it or trying to control it, it's just, yeah, just sit down and and be at peace with it.
0: Yeah. And I think that kind of goes to the title too, is that's how you strengthen your resilience when you believe it showed up on purpose and that it's for you and not being done to you, you actually can bounce through it.
1: Well, and you know, you've just brilliantly said the difference between, you know, between being a co-creator and a victim, when you work with what shows up, you can co-create with it. You can make something better. And your focus is always on learning. What can I learn? You know, how can I learn from what can it, what's ahead? And, and, and so the victim will say it was done to me, or they did it. I mean, you hear that in politics all the time. <laughs> It's just unbelievable the the level of offloading of responsibility, but, but essentially that you've just described it perfectly. That's the difference in the
0: dynamic. This knowing takes time. And for those of us that are ahead of other people, we can help other people work through this so that we can have more feminine energy, Um, not only be comfortable in their own skin, but step more into their power. Yeah. Brilliant. And much needed now as well. Yeah, I really love that. And I think many people aren't going to be getting their heart filled at work, that they are going to have to find other ways to do that for themselves. Yeah,
1: the pressure is on companies right now to figure it out. I mean, they've been running mechanistically for, you know, since way, way back in the industrial period, and they haven't really adapted much. So the pressure is on everyone to adapt. And those companies that adapt into a more of a what we're now calling in the business world the human-centered approach, but it's just, you know, to be more bring bring heart into it, those ones will do much better. But the ones that are insisting that business, you know, the process and the mechanics are, you know, and the profit word is is the run, those ones will not be able to because they're not focused on adapting. They're focused on preserving the existing situation. So we're we're being called on to adapt in in rapid and and exponential ways, pretty much the same way nature innovates, actually, we're being called upon to adapt. And um, it's time for that to happen, we have to step back a bit. And that's where, you know, a massive disruption really works well for just sort of breaking all the (laughs) breaking all the the patterns and just sort of saying, now what do you want to do?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's fabulous. So tell us a little bit about what the work that you do.
1: When you take and you know, when you spend the time connecting with who you are, you can only work in certain kind of workplaces. Mm-hmm. and those workplaces have to be calibrated or have to be designed to receive that level of talent that you bring. And mm-hmm. if they're not designed, then you, for that, then you obviously won't stay. It's just not the old days of a transactional deal where you show up at work and I give you money are over. That's done. So we're in a place now where you show up for work. And we will transform the world together. We need a, you know, it's it's guided by a higher level of purpose, a higher sense of integrity and a, lot, you know, a shared meaning, if you will, a strong sense of belonging. Uh, those are things that define spirit, and those are things that define the spirit at the individual level, and they define the spirit at a company level or at a wider level, even in the world. So I think that's, but um, that's the the direct relevance is is you can only go. I mean, maybe this is a belief that somebody could challenge me on and it might break the belief and I'd be okay with that. (laughs) But you can only go as far as you've evolved yourself. So you really, as a, you know, in your leadership role, you have to evolve. You, you know, you need to to become more of what you're capable of, not less from the experiences that we we are in at the moment. So I I
0: don't know if that answers your question,
1: but that's that's
0: it's super helpful. And I know you're working with companies and different organizations across the world, really helping to connect leaders to the heart center, but even more importantly, evolve, help them evolve so they can grow and maintain their teams.
1: Yeah, big, big time. But the other factor of it is, and the door that I've been using is decision making, because we have traditionally made our decisions that if we do this, and this will happen, you know, it's it's very linear, and it completely ignores the fact that we're not in a linear environment, we are in a complex, you know, I mean, it's a living system, the, the, the nature is a living system, companies are living systems of interactions. Why don't we actually decide to make decisions and 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 behave accordingly. Yeah. Know? So let's just adapt our decision-making. And that would include, you know, bringing in diversity, because if you don't have that, you don't have the the, the, the all the facets uh, of the picture in mind. So this is where you ultimately have to just kind of sit back and say, well, let's see what shows up next. And then we'll work with that. Yes. You know? Yes. Well, this
0: was brilliant. I, I think for so many, I know me, it just... Validates what we're experiencing, but both at work and internally. And I think that for many of us, it is time to work from the inside out. And you can only do that if you are aware, if you're starting to observe, if you're understanding sort of how your thoughts impact your actions And then just having this immense amount of gratitude, which takes practice. You can't just be grateful. It really takes practice. And you start small, as you mentioned earlier. So with that, do you have any parting words or anything else that we didn't cover that you want to share? Just
1: one. Um, And that has to do with fear, because a lot of times people don't actually recognize when they're coming from that state. Mm. But you can tell when people jump to conclusions that they're acting out of fear. And the, and the simple um, flip on it is that that the, the flip side of the frequency of, of fear is curiosity. So if in the moment you can, you know, you hit something, and you just want to jump to a conclusion and you, you go, yeah, well, tell me more. But if you can flip it to a question instead of a conclusion, that's how the shift in the thinking starts. Mm, and the capacity that. to to work with what you don't know, you know what you, you know you can't control it's like trying to control the uncontrollable just stop trying to do that it's a waste of energy go back ask some questions
0: and see what shows up so having you. curiosity having curiosity for whether at your work at home and your family it might be good just be like tell me more about that even though you're like you're crazy yes. tell me more about that <laughs> Yeah. yeah I love yeah. it I love it so thank you so much for joining us I really appreciate your journey oh
1: thank you it's been such an honor I'm I'm really grateful to you thank you